This episode was created on unceded Coast Salish territories of the Lekwungen and Wissanik people. CFUV has been around for over 30 years. In that time, we have worked with many radio hosts, all with their own unique experiences and stories. I'm setting out to find how CFUV has affected its community and to get an inside story on CFUV's DJs. I'm Max Monday, and this is Behind the Mic. Today I'm interviewing Phoenix of many different shows over the the course of CFUV's history. How are you doing today? I'm really well. Phoenix only came to CFUV after going to school at the University of Victoria for a year. She had no idea where to find CFUV before she started volunteering. I had been at UVic for a year as a student, and I just thought that the student union building was a place where people had classes. I didn't actually realize what it was, so I just thought it was a bunch of classrooms. So I just never went inside of it, and to the point where I got into an argument with someone that a place called Munchie Bar didn't exist because I didn't believe that it did. It turns out it does. And I'd heard there was a radio station, so I went to go find it. And it's if you haven't been to CFUV, it's in a basement of the student union building at UVic, and I managed to get that far, but the door at CFUV, you have to push it, but like the handle doesn't turn, so um, I was one of those people who couldn't get the door open, and by those people, I mean the people that the staff regularly kind of chuckle at, (laughs) because they can't get the door open, even though it says push right on it, and so I came back three days later, because I thought that, um, I didn't really understand how radio worked, and I thought that, like, you couldn't open the door because they were, like, broadcasting in the foyer or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, it took me a few, it took me about a week to figure out how to get into the station, (laughs) and then I proceeded to get in the station, so. It's been easy ever since, hasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's been a bit easier to get through the door, I have to say. (laughs) Well, honestly, it is a little bit nerve-wracking, like, because it's, you know, you don't know if you're making too much noise and like mm, I had no idea and I um everybody like I just had this idea of the radio station and I mean I do think everybody here is amazing and super cool anyway but I just had this like sinking like oh my god they're on the radio they're just the coolest people on the planet I don't want to interrupt their day they're doing something really important and so I just backed away from the whole situation mm-hmm. What's it like now? Do you feel that way about yourself now that you've been, like, that you are on the radio all the time? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, that never changed for me. I still, uh, I still very much envy those, not envy, I guess, but uh, I, um, I think there are some very, very talented people here, and I just, like, love listening to all their radio work. Since the beginning of her time as a host at CFUV, Phoenix has been a host of a number of different shows, including Charts and Graphs, You and the Ring, and Basement Closet Sessions. Which is the most difficult to do? Um, probably, the most difficult show I ever did was probably You and the Ring. Um, it was my job to do that. I was the campus communications coordinator at the time, so one of my main goals of the week was to produce a radio show, but I produced a weekly one-hour 
spoken word programming, news programming show. So I had to interview three to four people every week and have it all edited and ready to go um, with barely any music. And it was really challenging because um, at the time I'd never really interviewed or I'd never really edited audio before or really interviewed anyone so it was a huge learning curve to put that all together and really make it work which ended up helping me for later shows that I did but that certainly was the biggest challenge I think was producing that weekly one hour of um, audio two times later that I did spoken word shows fundamental frequency I did it bi-weekly and that was significantly better (laughs) (laughs) had more time yeah Did you have to tell somebody, like, once a week is too much? Well, I didn't really because I I was getting paid, so I felt like I I was like, well, they are paying me, so maybe I should just, I'll just do it. And uh, I did, I did recommend that it was maybe a job that needed more hours or something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just as a, as a buffer, as a student. But it was kind of nice, though, because I I was here on campus all the time at the time I was a student, and so I was able to, you know, be at CFUV quite literally all the time. But it must have been difficult to, like, run around and get all the information as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, especially because, as I mentioned, I didn't know the student union building existed for the week, the like, for the first year of school. So, like, learning about UVic was a definite challenge. But I, I think I got it after a few months. I did the job for two years, so eventually I, I understood what was going on. Which shows have been the most rewarding for you to do? I think, like, nostalgically, I just loved my first radio show that I did was Distortion Alley, and um, it was the first time I had live bands on my show, and it was the first time I got to make my own playlist every week, and I don't think, I think content-wise, I'm better at them now, putting together shows and curating music, but at the time, it was just... um, I did so much research and I planned every week and I had live bands and I really, really, really got into it and I did festival coverage and all sorts of other stuff. And so I feel like that was probably the most rewarding because I felt like I really, um, I was really doing a good job with what I was planning and doing at the time. As a spoken word segment and music mix all-star, Phoenix makes a great candidate for festival coverage. She has provided CFUV with material from both local and out of town festivals. Strong and slim. I feel like with festival coverage, I think the best part of it is like the festival experience. I had such a fun time doing Sled Island. I did it with Ross and Allie and we just like, just, had such an incredible time running around Calgary and like we got caught in a downpour and had to run between venues with this local band that we got stuck in a downpour and we thought it was going to flood again and we're just so concerned and we made it to all these really cool shows I got to I got to interview Reggie Watts I so excited about that I did (laughs) such a bad job it was a terrible interview it was like a phone interview and I could barely hear him it was for a Flandia and I just like was so nervous and I bombed it terribly (laughs) but I was like I interviewed Reggie Watts and it was I don't know, at the time I was very, very excited. (laughs) Reggie Watts is a comedian and beatboxer from Seattle. This is a live recording of his track, I Knew There Was Some Flooding. (laughs) 
Gosh. Wayne Coyne um, almost kicked me in the face. Oh. <laughs> I flaming lips. I guess it was probably the best story was they put out this like long stage thing like extended outwards for flaming lips at rifflandia and um the festival the picture rule in the photo pit is um three songs and then you're out so we got told that it was only gonna be two so we were all kind of gathering around now probably the funny part of this story is i'm not a photographer i'm absolutely awful taking photos so i just have my smartphone <laughs> everybody's there with all this like gear they're like covered in like lenses and stuff and i'm just like well, i'll just stand here with my with my samsung here and so i was standing there and um obviously i'm terribly short and this guy was like oh i'll just put you on my shoulders and i was like perfect this is awesome so i like got on his shoulders and was all ready and then flaming lips came out and they just like shot cannons of confetti just came out of nowhere there was just <laughs> noise and alarms and just like music and like light and it was nuts and the security guards were like everybody out right now and they were just like not because i guess they didn't expect how crazy flaming lips show would be and so everyone rushed i'm on this guy's shoulders and so i ended up falling onto the stage a little bit and i was like hanging onto this guy's shoulders with my legs and like on the stage and Wayne Coyne like kind of came forward and went down and I just was like I'm gonna get a picture of this guy's face except that he didn't really see me and he like sideswiped me with his foot I think fully probably on accident but um and I was like oh and I, I anyway I got a photo of like Wayne Coyne's like face in my face and then I got thrown down by a security guard and thrown out of the thing Phoenix is now a part of a productions collective called Pretty Good Society. It is the successor of Animal Productions, which disbanded in 2015. How does CFUV aid Pretty Good Victoria to maintain its spot in the community as a revered productions group? CFUV is a sponsor of what we do, and I, I think it kind of step back. CFUV does a lot for the community and a lot of those kinds of grassroots movement festivals where it's really connecting to more of a niche crowd in Victoria and not necessarily speaking to a bigger mainstream crowd and um, that kind of fills gaps in the music scene of Victoria so they're really helpful with festivals like that I've been involved with um, like the festival Animal Did Goat and then um, Pretty Good Not Bad which just happened and just like they're so supportive and just ready to like all the volunteers are just like ready to continue volunteering for things like that and ready to um, help us promote and ready to just be on the ground and do media coverage and just help us really really uh, take what we want to bring to the community and help us push it out there um, I think that I would never have ever have gotten into things like that without being at CFUV at all because CFUV really speaks to um, the kind of the unheard voices of the community and the more as I said niche groups and genres of the community so you really kind of get in touch with all these folks when you're around CFUV and you kind of get to see what's happening outside of that mainstream festival circuit and what's happening outside of the bigger shows around Victoria and what people are trying to do um, at a, on a smaller scale and I think CFV does an incredible job in just so many different departments helping people um, just guide them to really get their voice out there. Mm-hmm. You started as volunteer and now you are one of the heads of 
Victoria Pretty Good Society. Yeah, I started as a volunteer at Animal Productions. I used to sell merch at their shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, when I was first uh, going to shows and stuff, Animal Productions just, in my opinion, just put on some of the the best shows. They were always curating really unique shows and music, and it was two women um, that I'd met through CFUV who started Animal Productions, and one one of which who continued to run it, Allie. Um, and so I volunteered at just just doing that um, until I got involved when Animal switched to a nonprofit in 2014. I got involved as their booking agent, and Allie and I um, did that for about a year. And then when Animal Productions changed into the Pretty Good Society, we just changed the society name. Realistically, yeah. that's all that on paper that's all that really happened even though we really kind of restructured we re- we kind of sat back after doing goat and after recruiting these folks on the board of directors now who have done so many other things in the community and we really kind of focused in on what we really wanted to do with pretty good not bad and i uh i'm now uh in the nonprofit world i am the president of that society mm-hmm. um so it just i mean it's it's not really it's it's a title that it sounds a lot cooler than I think it is. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of nonprofit kind of background work mm-hmm. is more what it is to do. Okay. But uh, um, we all kind of the board of directors, the working board of directors, so the five of us um, all put in a lot of work to make. We all have different roles. We don't have necessarily specific roles. We were all kind of involved in curating and booking and venue management and grants and all sorts of stuff like that and we all kind of put in the same amount of um work into making pretty good not bad happen what keeps you coming back to cfuv after these six years i don't i spent so much time here during my university degree this was like a second home to me like studio two man holy the amount of hours i I love the people here. I love coming to the station and meeting the new people too. And um, m- my best friends come from CFUV. Like I, the people I still um, hang out with, even if they're not involved with CFUV, some of them still are. But um, the ability to just have a radio show and find new music and go in the music library and find anything I want and meet all these like interview people if I want to and learn all these incredible skills that I just got taught because I volunteered and I just think it's such a wonderful community here um and I'm chair of the board here and I just like I'm just so flattered that I can be a part of such an amazing group of people um that I constantly am inspired by Phoenix is the poster child for a devoted, hardworking CFUV volunteer. The Victoria music scene would not be the same without her contributions, and neither would the radio station she holds so dearly. This last song, which was the theme for Phoenix's show, Juvenile Success, is the classic David Bowie jam, Rebel Rebel.
This episode of Behind the Mic included a conversation with Phoenix, current host of The Spins, which airs from 3.30 to 5 p.m. on Mondays. For more episodes of Behind the Mic, check your favorite podcast provider or visit soundcloud.com slash C-F-U-V. Exactly.